Hello there. Sacred Jedi text! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Babblers Guild where we watch and review films. And if you're lucky, a few TV series and games along the way. So come on in, take a seat, grab yourself a drink and get curved. <laughs> I'm Luke, and as always, I am joined by the hermit on an island expert, Jamie. Hello there. Whoa! Kenobi. <laughs> that was a bit choppy, wasn't We're it? We're back to the beginning of Hello There, General Kenobi. How are you, good sir? Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, it's, it's another heat wave, so uh, if anyone listened to our previous podcast, I don't like the heat waves and I moan about them a lot. Yeah, so... it's an unexpected heat wave, isn't it? It's sort of just come out of nowhere with no news about it. I feel like no one's really talking about it as much because of how bad it was the other week when we had yeah. 40 degrees. Like, they're like, ah, 32 degrees, we can cope with that now. Whereas if it was 28, like, this time last year, we were like, ah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's warm at the moment, but thankfully I've invested in an air conditioning unit. Yes, you is, have. Lucky. It has brought our room temperature down from the thir- mid-30 degrees to about 22 degrees. The electricity bill's suffering, hashtag cost of living. <laughs> um, <laughs> Other than that, no, I'm I'm sound. I've I've had a relatively relaxed week. I'm settling into my new job. I've uh, yeah. watched a few films. I've watched a few TV Ooh. series. I've played a few games, including a few old school classics that have been remade. Ooh, very nice. Um, but what about yourself? How are you? I'm good. In terms of heat, I just checked a minute ago, but on it's 34.5 degrees in the room Ooh, that I'm in. Toasty. Uh, I've got the windows open. I've got a fan on. So apologies if you can hear that very slightly in the background. Um, you shouldn't do, because I just checked. Um, but it's roasting. Even the beer that I've got out for this podcast isn't cold anymore. Oh, no. And it's only been out for about 15 minutes, so... Um, but worse than a warm beer. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, but apart from that, um, you know what? I absolutely love working in the call centre. Yeah, are <laughs> you weird, enjoying it? Because I did it for that? a bit, and I hated it. I But I don't know it. if maybe yours is a bit... Of a different tempo to what I had, because mine was just inbound call of people complaining one after the other. See, ours is sort of that, but then also we have to do um, so over the phone orders for the school uniforms. But we're getting to the point now where it's sort of so in three days' time, it's the cut off for guaranteed delivery for in stock items before September. Right. So any call after, so any call from Monday, it's got it's going to be. Just to let you know, we can't guarantee this order is going to get to you before September, and it's going to be a complete argument every single time. It is, isn't it? You're going but, to have that, but be sorry, prepared. you should have ordered a month ago. Be prepared. Soz, guys. People get, people get told these dates. I'm assuming. I'm hoping they do. It's on the website, and they get emailed it. <laughs> and the schools also know this, so the school should have told them. Also, I've never, never thought about this, but there's so many calls. Every single time, like nearly every single day, I have four or five people call up saying, my son's 15 years old, what size is he? What? Well, don't know, measure him. Go measure him. Measure your child. Measure Ah, your child. Every 15-year-old child is the same size, especially as they're at an age where some of them will have developed and others won't. Yeah, it's, it's so, honestly, it, it's I mean, I was, ludicrous. I was, about, I was probably about four foot five at the age of 15. <laughs> I, I was I hadn't, as well. I hadn't hit puberty yet, whereas there were people that were probably about six foot tall that had had a massive growth, growth spurt, a bit of bum fluff on their, on their upper lip. Oh, 
Oh, I can't believe people ask those questions. <laughs> it's honestly, it, it honestly boggles the mind. Like I remember, I think I don't think I had a growth spurt until probably midway through year ten, and I didn't didn't start growing any facial hair until at least sixth form. So, I I think for me it was probably in university. But do you ever get tempted when they ask that just to say you're a medium? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, it's like just sell it and end the call. They're a medium. They're a, they're a fifty-two chest. <laughs> It's like yeah. it just comes. It's like it's absolutely humongous on and them. You must buy five. Yes, yeah. I do get commission. Yes, you do. <laughs> you must get five. But yeah, honestly, I'm actually loving it, and I don't know why. I think it's really good. Um, but yeah, I've been to the cinema, watched a few films over the weekend. I went to watch Bullet Train, which is incredible. Uh, I've heard good things about that. I really want to check the one out. I say this about every film that you mention. Like, that sounds good. I want to check it out. Never do, but when I left my job, I did get an Odeon voucher for about Ooh, £25. Go I and watch the Everyman Cinema. It's you do cozier. It is cozier. Good... The Sundays there are great, the ice cream Sundays, oh, And a yeah. big bottle of beer. You can't beat it while you're watching a film. You actually can't beat it. Now... Honestly, you need to go see Bullet Train. It's absolutely incredible. It's just, it's just, uh, as it seems, a bullet train. There's a load of fighting going on. Brad Pitt's being cool. And that's the film. It's really good. Also went to see Where the Crawdads Sing, which is an adaptation of an incredibly famous novel which came out, um, I think, in 2018 or 2019. It's like one of the best-selling books ever, I'm pretty sure. The um, like- Caterpillar? Um, maybe not in terms of Hungry Caterpillar, but in terms of um, classic mystery novels, <laughs> which also <laughs> the Hungry Caterpillar is a mystery novel, if you didn't know. Um, it's what a good film. It's a very good film. Um, there's lots of people who are saying, oh, it's it's nothing like the book, but we've had a look. They don't change a lot. <laughs> so good, it's pretty much like the book. It's a very, very well shot film as well. Very, very good. Also, last night I went to see the 1990s Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio, which was oh, great. I love that. It I was great. Great stuff. So, shout out to Altrincham, Everyman, for doing special classic films. And you get a free um, hot dog or a pizza. Do you? Yeah, it's like really every time good. you go, if you've got the membership. Well, when they do one of the special films. So, next Wednesday, oh. it's Lord of the Rings Return of the King. I might have to look into this, you know, because yeah. I love going to the Everyman, and I think if if I had a membership to how how many films would you have to see to make it worthwhile? Two, two. two <laughs> so so say if you and Kaylee are paying, so it's fifty pounds for the actual membership. Oh for, yeah, so it costs yeah, about so thirty pound. About twenty five each, twenty five oh, each yeah. a month. Yeah, so basically, if you go twice, you've paid it back. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Look into that. I do. I do love their ice cream sundays. I mean, if and that's the temptation. There, they're fantastic. They are, and you get ten percent off for a membership. So, oh, the dream. It is the dream. Anyway, Everyman, please sponsor us. Um, we'll be the <laughs> official Everyman podcast, if you like, um, because I know you don't have one. Because I've checked. <laughs> um, there we go. I'm going to tag We're you. Prepared. I'm going to tag you, Everyman, in this in in this post today. So there we go. Anyway, we're going to get straight into this, Jamie. What is your recommendation of the week? So I've recommended a few games, haven't I, over the last few weeks? You very um, much have. Now, I'm going to mix it up a little bit today. I'm going to recommend a TV series that Bloody I've been watching. A lot, of, Nora. a lot of listeners may have watched this TV series because it's current. It's out at the moment. And I think the last episode... Of, well, of, of the show is going to be out, I believe, on Tuesday. I think um, I know what you're going to say. Go on, have a little guess. Is it... Um, better put the phone down 
on Saul. <laughs> yeah, better call Saul. Yeah, is the recommendation. So, uh, I am a huge Breaking Bad fan. Um, I watched it when it. Well, I started watching it when it was on its last series. So I was playing catch up, and I managed to catch up just before the final episode of that. <gasps> I did the um, same thing. Yeah, and Better Call Saul, I think, came out, started, well, I think it started airing around about, I want to say, 2017, 2018. It was 20, you know what, this is weird that I know this, it was 2015. 2015 um, yeah, it started but, airing. Yeah, because I remember watching it in the first year of uni, and that's when I started uni. Better Call Saul. I'm I, pretty sure it's 2015. I remember, I thought I started watching it when I started my new job, well, my old job. <laughs> I should say, and that was yeah, about five call, years ago. And that was 2015. Oh, I've got it up here. Maybe it had been out a bit since then. So it's been out, yeah, seven years. Blimey. Um, and the first few series, I was kind of a bit like, mm, okay, yeah, dipping in and out. Yeah, it's all right. I wasn't gripped on it. But then it starts to escalate. So for anyone who's watched Breaking Bad but not watched Better Call Saul, it follows Saul Goodman, the lawyer from the series, um, or Jimmy McGill, as he's known when the series starts. It's a prequel cool series. And it follows him to how he became Saul Goodman and how he got to where he is now essentially is where the last series has got um it showed kind of like his um transition from being jimmy mcgill and dealing with the um the cartel to just becoming the lawyer that we see in breaking bad um but what's really good is at the start of every series they have a little black and this is the first episode of every series they have a little black and white bit showing where he is after breaking bad so if you've not watched breaking bad I won't spoil it, but it essentially shows his life after that show for about five, ten minutes. First episode of every series. Now, halfway through this most recent series, which is going to wrap everything up, we get to the end of his prequel story, and it focuses on the story as to where he is now, after Breaking Bad. Um, And it's really hyping up. I'm really, you know, hyped for the finale to see where that goes. There's been a few interesting cameos in this last series. Now, I won't say who's in it, but... um, the title of one of the episodes was Breaking Bad the other week, so that might give a few clues mm, as to I the, I wonder the, the two that characters one, that we see in there in a, in a little cameo flashback. But I really enjoyed it. I found it to be quite gripping, a bit gritty at times, and it's a really good addition to the whole Breaking Bad franchise to just expand those stories a bit more. And everyone wants to know what happens afterwards, which is why El Camino was so good to follow Jesse after the show. Um so being able to see what's happening with Saul is fantastic, just just to get a bit more in-depth with it. So that's my recommendation, is a Better Call Saul. Good stuff. What I... about yourself? Where are you Where are you at? Yeah, well, I'll, just before I get on to mine, I, I have watched the first series of it, and I don't know why, but I just dropped off of it. Not, I, don't, I don't know if I didn't like it, but I just didn't watch it. I think from the first series of Breaking Bad, I had a really big connection with all the characters, and I was like, this is amazing. And I just, for me... I didn't get the same feeling with that. But I do want to go back because everything that I've read about it, and obviously your glowing review of it, it should be good. And it's yeah, the same it, person who did Breaking Bad. So yeah, it, it's Vince Gilligan, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I am going to give it another go. And yeah. once I have given it another go, I'll let you know. It's a bit of a slow burner like it. because it takes a bit of time to get into the kind of like gritty, dirty kind of action that you yeah. have in Breaking Bad. It takes a few series, but... Like yourself, I, I wasn't really like hooked on it for the first couple of series. I did drop off a bit, but I thought, well, actually, I'm, I'm dedicated to the show. I love the show, so I'm going to sit and rewatch. I'm going to stay stay focused on it and just watch through it. And it, it got better. It, it really started to pick up. And I I was thinking, oh, I need the next episode. I need the next episode. So now all but one of them are out. So you can just go binge the entire thing. Bob Odenkirk 
is fantastic. Actually, had a heart attack, I believe it was, whilst filming what? Um, this latest series. Yeah, I'm sure it was a heart attack. I know he was rushed to hospital mid-filming, um, but then he Jesus. made a full recovery and returned to finish it off. So, yeah, uh, really good show in my eyes. That is my recommendation of the week. <laughs> 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 me laugh. Um, so mine this week is actually one that I mentioned last week and I changed it it's um, and it's because I've been playing it at the moment it's Kingdom Come Deliverance oh your favourite game isn't it I it is one of my favourite games ever it's honestly if you've not played it it's it's just sort of imagine everything in a in a fantasy RPG, this is gonna not really sell it to anyone. Get rid of all of that fun fantasy stuff. Um, replace it with the most realistic mechanics you can probably get into a game while still being enjoyable. Um, and that's the game. It's it's honestly it's great. It's um, when you first boot it up, you will think this looks graphically. Not the best, seeing as it came out in 2018, it should look a lot better. But what you've got to keep in mind is that this game was fully crowdfunded by people. This game was just someone's pipe dream. It got millions and millions of pounds on this Kickstarter, crowdfunded it from the ground up, and it got built over, God, I think it's about five or six years it took to sort of make it by a very, very small team called Warhorse Studios. And honestly, it's just everything that you can want if you want a realistic medieval game. It's great. It's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know why it's so good. It's it's just the mechanics on it are just so weird. Like if you, if you don't bathe, you start to stink and your clothes get this little icon saying that they stink and they visibly look dirtier as well. <laughs> and if you stink and you go into a shop and try and buy like a sword or some armor or some food or something from the apothecary or something like that, like a potion, a health potion or whatever, they'll charge you more because you stink. That's incredible. They don't want Super you in your, Yeah, they don't want you in your shop. They're like they charge you less just to get you out. Go no, on, well, mate. Get well, lost. Uh, pe- come back. Exactly. And the, honestly, the people in the shops comment on it. They're like, "God, what's wrong with you?" And it's it's like in people when you walk by in the street, they comment on your appearance and things like that. Um, my favorite mechanic though is so for starters, the combat is incredible. It's sort of this like five dial directional system where you can jab or swing from different directions and you've got to judge it on where the enemy's sword is and where their position is and enemies can just be basically killed in like a couple of hits um, because it's it's meant to be as realistic as it can be and the best part about it is if you're late in the game and you've actually got a full suit of armor as soon as you draw your sword obviously you put your helmet down but when you put your helmet down it's as if you're looking through that visor so right. if it's only yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, so if yeah. it's only two little slits, the the whole screen is completely black apart from these two little slits. So you're as you would in real life, sacrificing your peripheral vision for complete protection. That's that's yeah, that's crazy. That it is. <laughs> but I think for me it's a bit too real because I, I I quite like to play games on easy mode. You can, but but, <laughs> the, the but that's the thing. I think you can to an extent play the game on easy mode if you train Henry, who are the characters, if you train him up to be like the best knight in the world. You can just go into areas and just absolutely smash people up. You can do, but 
if you're picking up the game for the first time, don't expect to be this absolute Adonis God of War character who can just go in, pick up a bow and arrow, do like a Legolas slide down a ramp on a shield trick. You yeah. can't. <laughs> you pick up a bow and arrow, you don't know what you're doing with it. You can't even shoot it straight. You've got to actually put in a couple of hours practice actually in the game for Henry to be able to use that those items that's incredible like just ultra so if you're into an ultra realistic game that's the one to get is it it definitely honestly it definitely is and like all the food in your inventory goes off as well so <laughs> you could be starving um and so it's actually really funny because they never patched it but um the character you play as henry he has this line that he says all the time where, he go- where you hear his stomach rumble and he goes god i'm hungry um <laughs> but sometimes he does it in a cut scene <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the most inopportune moment. So it's like somewhat really dramatics going on. And and it's like, oh, the best part of that is so there's a tournament you can put in. And it's and it's like, in this corner, we have da-da-da-da from da-da-da-da. And then in the corner, you just go, God, I'm hungry. <laughs> you just hear him. <laughs> you hear him saying it all. It's like a really dramatic death scene. And he would just go, God, I'm hungry. <laughs> on someone's deathbed. It's really funny. It's really good. And then there's a there's a, a mission where you've got to infiltrate a monk's monastery. And basically, you've got no weapons, you've got nothing, and you've got to be in there. But you've got to be, like, silent while you're sneaking around. And if you're hungry, you know that Henry's just going to go, God, I'm hungry, and blow your <laughs> cover. And I don't know why, but it was never patched. But it's just, like, an incredible part of the game. Uh, one more thing, just before I... Um, put anyone off even further from playing this incredible game um if you're tired you will yawn constantly that's brilliant so if that's, you're in... that's so crazy out yeah like... <laughs> so if you're in the middle of a fight with like three bandits if you're tired you'll yawn and your screen will lift up slightly so it'll cut off your vision slightly because you're yawning it's honestly how how do people think to put this much detail into a game i don't know but honestly it's it's so fun i'm having so much fun i've played it for like about 10 hours at the moment and i know i'm about to unlock a horse so i'm about to unlock my horse i know that because i've just done this hunting mission do do the horses do what they do in cold weather in red dead redemption 2 where their little balls shrink yeah no unfortunately their balls do not shrink it's not that realistic but it's realistic in different (laughs) ways the story in some points can actually carry on without you oh so there's a mission where you actually get the horse where you've got to go and investigate this murder that's happened on this, this little farm and all of like the knights and the guard of the town are like wake you up and they're like henry come on we've got to go we've got to investigate this but if you don't go with them and you just like a normal rpg they'd wait for you until you speak to someone and then the mission would start if you wait too long they've gone and they're already there and they've already investigated it and you've missed that entire part of the story that's a shame yeah and you miss out on like a cut scene so basically you can go to where they are but it doesn't tell you to go there and you'll sort of turn up and like captain bernard's there and he'll just go there's a murder, go and look, go and try and find the killer. And you won't have the cutscene, you won't have anything, so the story carries on without you at some point, which is quite interesting. Wow. Yeah, it sounds it sounds sounds really yeah. hyper realistic. It's very, very good. Anyway, if you want to try it, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Usually it's on sale quite a lot. I think it's like it's on... £8 at the moment, I think. Yeah, and I, I think, think it's also on the PS Plus premium service. 
Yeah, I think it is. And if you do get it on the PS Plus Premium service, it is also worth getting the DLC pack or even just purchasing the Royal Edition for the DLC because some of the DLC is amazing. Like, you get to um, be the bailiff of your own town and you get to, like, um, name it and you get to, like, make a load of money from the town and everything. And it's, like, it's it's just really fun. And there's, like, a DLC called The Band of Bastards where you basically join this little ragtag group of mercenaries and go around, like, taking bounties and stuff. And it's very, very good. Yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, so there we go. There's there's our recommendations of the week. <laughs> anyway, it's time to get into the perfect poor. Perfect poor of the week. Perfect poor. This week we have a beer, and I've been having it for quite a few years actually. I've started having it when I moved to Manchester actually. Um, I used to get this on the way from work. Um, so I used to work, and I used to get the bus to work, and on the way back there used to be a little Tesco's near my house, a little petrol station, so I used to get off at that stop, pick up dinner for me and Rachel and um, and a couple of beers, and I'd walk back to, like the final 15 minutes, and it used to be really nice. I've got fond memories of this beer. Um, it's called Life and Death, and it's by... Name. Yeah, and it's by a brewery called Vocation, and... They're great. It's a really, really, really nice beer. So it's a it's just a classic IPA, just a regular IPA, but it's six point five percent. That's that's high that. It is Ooh, quite that's high. A strong percentage. It is. And I'm just gonna say, I've already had one. <laughs> <laughs> I had one with my barbecue, so Why not? Why so not? this is the second one. I'm just gonna read you the little blurb. So life and death. Three kilos of hops and forty kilos of barley selflessly give their lives to make every barrel of our punchy bestseller. It's a lot to ask, but their new life as this hop-forward US-style IPA makes their sacrifice worthwhile. Surrender yourself to the fruit-forward flavours with a dash of sharp citrus, followed by a lingering bitterness set against a smooth multi base. Well, that beer certainly knows how to make an entrance. It, honestly, it really does. And you know when it's a good beer because it says care, pour carefully, may contain sediment. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be funny, <laughs> but it turned out to be quite funny. <laughs> oh wow. Um, right, so here we go. The pour's coming. Well, the ca- opening's coming actually. First of all, you ready? Here we go. Oh, there we go. That's that a good one, you know, pop. Little hiss on that one. Okay, here we go. I don't know how well it's going to pour. Cause like I said, it has it had been in the fridge prior, um, but due to it being 35 degrees in this room, it's actually um, not poured very well because it's quite a warm beer now. <laughs> that room temperature. Yeah, I'm going to try and get all the drink in the can. It's just foamed up way too much. Okay, I'm going to go with a photo of that um, because it is bad and I'm going to accept my faults. <laughs> Remember, guys, accept your faults. Um, just if you're watching this, if you're listening right now, the room is quite dark because I have the curtains closed not to let any of the sunlight in. That is why the room looks incredibly dark. Jamie, I'm sending you this through in a moment. It's coming through to you right now. And there we go. Oh. Oh, it's not sent yet. It's not. It's, it's not. not it's not actually yet. sent yet. Oh, not... oh, there we go. Oh, we have it. We have it. See what I mean about the head? Oof. Yeah, it's fizzed out quite a bit, hasn't it? It, it looks a bit nice, now, but it's still not a great pour. 
got a bit of a, a cloudy tint to it. Um, I'm going to say that we've broken the streak. I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to blame the weather, but that unfortunately is an all right pour. Oh, bloody Nora. Jamie's giving it an all right pub. What do you think? So obviously go onto our Instagram if you're on there right now. And have a look. Um, I'm going to get next last next week's up. It's, it's, we're going into the future. <laughs> um, I'm going to get last week's up just to let you know what it got. Um, and I've just realised I didn't save it to the story. Unbelievable. Oh, but no. I'm pretty sure it was all in the middle. Pretty sure. Okay. Pretty sure it was. Anyway, I'm going to have a little taste of the beer and then we're going to get cracking with um, The Last Jedi. As usual, it's absolutely banging. So shout out to um, Vocation Brewery who um, didn't supply this beer, but made it. So there we go. Great stuff. Thanks, Vocation. Yeah, good one, Vocation. Thank you very much. Okay, so... Obviously, we've only got one left to do after this. Um, I'm actually quite sad about that, you know. I've enjoyed doing all the yeah. Star Wars. It's going to feel weird talking about something different, isn't it? It is, but you've had an idea of what we can do. We will keep it secret for now, but it's yeah. a um, a potentially good film. But we're just going to see if we can find it on anything to watch. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, if not, we'll be choosing a different one. Won't we? We will be. <laughs> Obviously. Or we'll just and cancel the show. that's all I have to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. Or we'll just cancel the podcast and we can leave it there. Anyway, we watched um, Star Wars Episode 8, almost said 9, The Last Jedi. Jamie, what did you think? So we had a bit of a, a joke last week, didn't we? Because we, we've, we've slated this film the entire time we've been reviewing Star what? Wars. What? Did we? Did we uh, slate this film? A little bit. <laughs> we slated the sacred Jedi texts. Um, and we said, oh, we'll probably watch it and be like, actually, that weren't too bad. Um, I watched it. Actually, that weren't too bad. Yeah, it's um, it was better than I remember. I still don't think it's great. I no. think it's probably the second... You know what? I... I'd probably rate it the same as Attack of the Clones. You don't like Attack of the Clones, do you? Not really. No. I mean, we're going to watch Rise of Skywalker for next week, but I haven't watched this. I think that maybe I... I quite enjoyed it. I think because we've engrossed ourselves in so much Star Wars over the past few months, for me it was just like, oh, it's it's interesting just to see more Star Wars and see new planets and see old characters back, but... I think some of my gripes are still there. I think they, they kind of spoiled some characters a little bit. Um, for me, it, it did kind of follow on from the previous film. But the next film doesn't link up well with this. And I feel that... I feel that if they, This is where I'm at a bit of a dilemma. If they'd have done episode 8 differently, it could have matched 7 and 9 quite well. And yes. I might have liked the whole trilogy. If they had done 9 differently, then it could have matched up with 7 and 8. I could have made a good trilogy with 8 yeah. just not being amazing but yeah, I mean. feel that 8 should have been a setup to 9 and it, it it isn't really I mean episode 8 isn't really relevant to episode 9 at all that no, film, anything could have happened it's not. like episode 8 I don't think it's relevant to anything no it follows obviously it follows on from 7 and the characters have gone to the same places and whatever that they went at the last film and um 
I just feel like so much more could have happened, really. But I didn't. I didn't mind it. I, I thought actually, yeah, it's, it's it's an enjoyable watch. I didn't think, oh, that's dreadful. No, when I watched I've... it. I was like, oh, yeah, that was yeah, it was alright actually. I could watch that again. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it might age better. I feel like if I watched it, if I gave it another year and then watched it again, I might like it a bit more. I don't know. Yeah. It might, I think it might be a grower the more you watch it. But obviously, that's only the second time I've ever watched it. Now, just a disclaimer, I did watch it in 20-minute chunks over the past week. Because uh, it's a long film. It is. How, it's about how, how long did you say it was? I think it was about two hours and 40 minutes. Ridiculous for a Star Wars film. Very long. That's ridiculous. And not a lot happens no. for a film that long. It's like two storylines. One of them's about a casino. So, there we go. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna start. Yep. I'm gonna start the breakdown. So, um, so obviously we get the classic opening crawl, which basically just tells us that the first order is plotting to basically just take over the galaxy through military means. Um, but then there's the resistance fighters who are all led by um, General Leia, um, and basically they're planning to evacuate them, um, the evacuation from their main base because. Um, Snoke is basically coming for them and he knows where they are um, and the last hope is Luke Skywalker is to bring him back to hopefully save the resistance um, and the first scene, don't like it the opening sequence of Poe, awful I I didn't mind it I think just, I don't like the right you know, I think my main gripe with this film is the writing I think it's beautifully shot, I think it's beautifully shot I think the acting is actually quite solid throughout the entire mm. film. I just think some of the dialogue is... It just really throws me off. Because it's like... Poe Dameron was such a different character in the first one to this. Yeah, in this one he seems a bit stressy, a bit... He, he seems like a a bit flawless, doesn't he, in, in the first film? Like, everyone loves him, he can do no wrong, he's absolutely fearless. And in this, it's just, he's, he's a, bit of a, a bit whiny, isn't he? Yeah, and no one's listening to me. No uh, one's doing what I'm saying. <laughs> no, there's there's only one explanation for that. And what's that? Somehow. Somehow, yeah. Some, somehow his character changed. changed. Yeah, somehow. Well, I mean, they 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 changed the character of so many characters completely within that film. Yeah, they did. <laughs> like, imagine someone being the most selfless and and positive outlooking person in the whole galaxy to becoming a whiny little hermit who hates everything and everyone. Yeah, it's, just imagine um, that. Imagine that. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a thing that's never been put to screen before. <laughs> there, there was a, there was a bit though that I quite liked with Poe's dialogue, and I, I only noticed this because I watched it with subtitles on because I had the aircon unit on. It made it hard to hear the telly. Right. Um, when Poe is trying to get through to Hux as a diversion, I never picked up what he was actually calling him. Did you? Uh... So this is when he's is when he's flying in front of he's the thing. He's calling talk, for talking to Domal Gleason, isn't he? Yes, and he's he's trying he's pretending that he can't hear them. He's like, oh, I need to hear to he, I need any general hux. And like, yes, I'm speaking. And he goes, hello. And he's just stalling, obviously. But yeah. he's actually calling him General Hugs with a G H U G S. Is he? Yeah. In if if you look at the subtitles, and if the subtitles got it wrong, but uh, I was listening to it. I'm like, actually, it does sound like hug. Hugs. Obviously, it's hard to hear the difference, but, but he's, he's saying, "Oh, general hugs," that? just to wind him up, I suppose, like huggy wuggy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's saying that. But I felt that was quite clever. Um, there's a there's a cool little space fight scene. Yeah, that um, is that is all the right. whole oh, dropping the bombs and it being the last act that she did, and 
them all. That was a bit over dramatic. It could have just been like, oh, they all got through and did it. it doesn't really like, make hey. any sense either because the bombs no. would just float away. Well, space. I suppose that's true, isn't it? Actually, yeah. <laughs> Unless they're magnetic, but they would um, specify that they are magnetized. If they were magnetized, Unless they they're within, float down. They're within the shield remit, whatever of the Star Destroyer or the Dreadnought. Um, it is, isn't it? And that's got its gravitational field, maybe. I don't know, um, but no. still, they wouldn't fall that fat, that slowly. They, they fell like... at normal gravity speed, didn't they? Yeah. So it's like. I don't know, but I, anyway, I didn't like that bit. Um, but anyway, um, so basically Poe's flying his little orange and black um, X-Wing, which is really cool, actually, um, in front of a massive Star Destroyer, and he's trying to, like you just said, um, distract hooks so they can get all these, basically get the bombers in, everything is a big space battle, and there's this really dramatic thing with a remote and setting off these bombs and stuff, and then anyway, the... Um, all the bombs drop and there's a big explosion and all the fighters escape to hyperspace, don't they? They do, yeah. They will get away. Um, somehow. Somehow, they escape. Somehow. <laughs> somehow. They escape. We're almost there, don't worry. We're almost at somehow. Uh, I know it's the next film, but somehow... We're getting there. We're, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Anyway, we cut to being aboard the First Order ship, don't we? And it's we do. Kylo talking to a big bloody hologram of Andy Serkis. Um, <laughs> it's just Andy Serkis. He's sat there. He's, he's like, oh, right, hello, my name's Andy Serkis. <laughs> and that's what he sounds like, apparently. Um, oh, a Sith Lord. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I'm, not I'm a Sith Lord, but Sith I use the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I use the dark side, I do, I tell you right now. <laughs> that's exactly how he sounds. Um, Kylo Ren enters the room, obviously, and has a little meeting. Um, and they, they sort of, they have a little conversation about Han Solo, don't they? They do, because yeah. he says about how you have too much of your father in you because you let the girl escape. And he was like, Han Solo was weak. I killed him. I killed Han Solo. <laughs> He's like, yeah. you let the girl. You were bested by a girl who had never even wielded a lightsaber. It's You know what? That's actually quite a good impression. Um, the Honestly, I and then Snoke doesn't have faith, does he? You can see that immediately. He's just like, this Kylo is not living up to what I thought he'd be. No, he's obviously a bit of a disappointment. And you can see the rage inside Kylo Ren, the why why am I not good enough? Um, and he's just angry, isn't he? Because like, he goes and smashes his helmet up after that, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, I was about to say, he's so angry, he takes his bloody helmet and smashes it on the... He does it in the elevator, doesn't he? Yeah, he just... He, he slashes up the elevator, doesn't he? And just, like, mashes his helmet into he pieces. He does. Um, also, somehow... It's put back together. Um, it is, somehow, <laughs> so, yeah. Somehow. Uh, it does look cool, though, in the next one. Um, yes. Anyway, so after this, um, Finn wakes up from being in a, like a coma, doesn't he? So he's basically yeah. in like an induced coma so he can recover from his fight with Kylo Ren at the end of the last film. Um, Poe basically finds him wandering around and he's like covered in all this like gooey stuff. Um, <laughs> and he's really happy to see him. They have a big hug. Um, and the first thing Finn asks for is, um, he's like, where's Ray? Yeah, that's all he cares about. Where's his girlfriend? Really nice. Really, really yeah, nice. Yeah, it's sweet. It's sweet. He's been in a coma, and he's just like, where's Ray? That's the and first then thing. they switch straight to it, don't they, where she is? Yeah, so Ray has um, just arrived on... Achoo! Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um, <laughs> um, and Chew- she's with Chewie. 
um, who's played by a different actor this time, isn't he? Because um, yeah, Peter, Mayhew Peter Mayhew passed away in between filming yeah. of these films. So it's played by, I've got it written down here. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm going to give it my best go. Scandinavian, um, isn't he? It's a J, so I'm assuming it's pronounced as a Y. Um, Yunas Suatamo. Yunas Suatamo, there we go. I'm assuming that's how we pronounce it, because um, it's a J at the beginning, and usually Scandinavian J is pronounced as a Y, and Y is a J. Um, anyway, um, so he's with Chewbacca. She's with Chewbacca, sorry, and R2's there as well. Um, and they're on the Millennium Falcon, and they've gone off to find Luke. She... And now it sort of picks up where the end of the last film ended. With her reaching out. Yeah, yeah. So we said reaches... last week we had a little spoiler, didn't we? We jumped a little bit yeah, far ahead. Yeah, just you, a little bit You let it far. slip what happens, Ooh, but what happens slip. when she reaches out that lightsaber, Luke? So she reaches out the lightsaber, and I think I remember the f- when I was first watching this in the cinema, I think this was the point of the film where I thought, oh, no. Yeah. And yeah, I I'm also thought it this time. Um... So she hands him the lightsaber, he grabs it, looks at it, and the fans, me, you, everyone else, would have had an incredible connection to this film if he like lit the lightsaber up and he had it in his hand and it was just this really nice moment, not an epic moment, it was just a really tender moment between him and it's the, that's the lightsaber he had, yeah. that was his first lightsaber. He just throws it over his shoulder. He, he just care. tosses it away. He's like, nah. And then Ray's really confused. She follows him. And Luke doesn't want to know anything. Master like, Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. And he's just, he, she's um, she's like, oh, she's like, come on. Leia sent me to find you. And then he goes into a hut and he basically locks himself inside the <laughs> he hut. He does, doesn't he? Like um, a little child that's he just does. Been grounded. And <laughs> Chewie... Doesn't he kick the door down? Does he like yeah. pull it off or something? He pulls. <laughs> no, the door he kicks off? it right yeah. through. It goes flying across the hut, and Luke's like, "What?" And Chewie just comes in like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh!" And then Luke, he I haven't written this down, but he doesn't he ask where Hannah's. Well, they said um, he's like Chewie, and it's like, "Oh, we're we're here to take you back in the Falcon or something," is what Ray says. And then he goes the Falcon, and then he realizes he's like, "Where is Han?" Oh, and yes, then it switches it. back to Leia, doesn't it? It does. It, they keep back doing to Leia. that. It's like, "Where's this person?" It switches to another scene. Yeah. They do like, that like two times. Like, "Where's Ray?" Switches straight to Ray or Nacto. Achoo! Yeah. Um, Achoo! Yeah. Like this is this is the thing. Like I said it last week. I love Ryan Johnson as a writer and a director, but his style of filmmaking for me doesn't work for Star Wars. No. It just doesn't work. Like, if you haven't seen Knives Out, this is to you as well, Jamie. I've not seen it. Watch it, because it's incredible. It's it's the film he did after this. It's amazing. It's so good. So, so good. I'll, uh, I'll have to uh, have a little looky look at that. Yeah, it's a proper murder mystery. And and that is great. Um, Daniel Craig's in it. Um, Chris Evans, Captain America's in it. Quite a good cast, then. Yeah, Anna de Aramas is in it, whatever her name is. Jamie Lee Curtis is also well, she's in good. it. Yeah, it's a really good cast and like a proper murder mystery. And you'll never hear anybody doing the most stereotypical southern accent as Daniel Craig in that film. <laughs> Honestly, he sounds like... Uh, what's that character from Looney Tunes called who's incredibly southern? The big chicken... Oh. I know who you mean. I can't think of his name. He sounds like that. 
Oh, incredible. He honestly, he's like, he's, I, I was going to do an impression, but I don't know if I can do the voice. Um, I'll try and do it. I'm just going to think about it in my head. He's like, my word, there's a mystery afoot. That's what he yeah, sounds that's it, like. Yeah. That's exactly what he sounds like. He's like, my word, there is a mystery in here. That's exactly <laughs> what he sounds like. He's like, hmm, it seems that the knives are out. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, it's a great film. Go and watch it. Anyway, we're going to get back to it. Where did we even get up to? Oh, yeah, so Chewie's kicked the door down. Luke asks where it is, and we cut to Leia. And basically, she demotes Poe, doesn't she? Because she of does. him buggering up. Well, he, he, uh, when he went for the Dreadnought, he disobeyed her orders just to leave it. And he was successful, but that was against her orders. And then they lost a good number of people in the they bombers, did, didn't they? They, they lost, like, three bombers. Yeah. Oh, they lost all the bombers. They lost, yeah, all of them. Uh, and each of them had a crew of two, I believe. Yeah. Um, so it was like, I think there were five bombers in total. I think so. And that would be, or there were four, so it's either eight or ten people they lost. Yeah. So and it, a load of bombs that probably were quite expensive. It could have been quite useful. They lost useful. about 500 bombs. Yeah, it could have been quite useful, I think. Yeah. <laughs> to have them in, you know, just on the, on the back, just if they ever needed them, not to use on mm. one ship. <laughs> is, is this the point where they realise that they're on a string? Pretty much. later, yeah. Yeah, um, so moments later after this, so it's literally straight after he gets demoted, the First Order ship arrives and catches up with the Resistance. So they basically found a way of tracking people through hyperspeed, which has never been done before. So they've figured out a way to track people through hyperspeed. Um, basically, the First Order has this all-out attack on them. They deploy a load of TIE fighters. Kylo's Ren's in his own TIE fighter. He's flying around doing loads of flips. And basically, oh, they're trying to kill all the. Yes. Oh, I know where this is going. He's trying to kill all the resistant leaders, and he pulls back after sensing Leia on board, doesn't he? His mother, yeah. He senses her, and he pulls back, doesn't he? And it yeah, was, he does. it's not It's not him that fires the shot, is it? That destroys the bridge, I believe. It's not. No, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let you field the rest of this because this is your favourite bit of the whole <laughs> film. You carry on with this. It's your favourite so, bit. So essentially, the other TIE fighters fire on the bridge, and then we we see the bridge just explode, and then we see a load of characters get sucked out into space, in into the vacuum. So I'm just going to pause Admiral you there. I know, I know, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was sorry for putting in, but Admiral Akbar dies, and it's, nothing's made of it. No, it's it's such a terrible death for such a great character. Awful. Um, it, well, it doesn't have that many lines other than it's a trap um, and I suppose he's in the animated series a bit more as well but yeah the Mon Calamari resistance leader um, yeah we just lose him just like that and it's like alright they don't even have a, like a little well oh, we lost Akbar um, but the, the worst part is Leia obviously gets sucked out into space and we don't know for certain whether she's force sensitive and I actually thought because people were thinking cause Carrie Fisher passed away didn't she before this film release yes and we thought are they going to find a way to you know, kill a character off essentially during the film, and I think that would have been a good point to remove her character or to give her a send off. Yeah, just kill her. But she's there, yeah, and on. she's she's been she's blown, blown into space, and it was a tense moment that showed that Kylo Ren still had some of Ben Solo in him. Yeah, it uh, does. And Ooh, I'm thinking, I, crack, they I see her. They, you see her in space for a few seconds, and it shows her body there just freezing up. And I thought, and it looked really peaceful. And I thought that's a really nice send off. Like, yeah, thank you, Carrie, for what you've done for the films. And then she opens her eyes, 
<laughs> and then she reaches out with her hand and like Superman just flies back into the ship and no 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 it was dreadful it was it was just horrendous um, and horrific. she doesn't really serve much purpose in the rest of the film because she's out for a bit and then when she comes back later on she has a little thing with Luke like a hello and just that would have been such a good send off for her really good send off um, yeah it's you know, I, I know she'd obviously filmed more scenes, but I was like, you, that would have been a really good way to round it off. And it would have shown that Kylo Ren, he lost his mum, but he wasn't the one to do it, and he feels yeah. bad about it. Because you see the emotion in him after that, like flying around, like shooting everything. Yeah, he's annoyed. He's like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. yeah but that happens, and no. <laughs> no, exactly. It's, I don't, you know... The only word that I can come up with that sums up that scene entirely is that it's goofy it is it's a bit goofy it's a bit silly it's weird it like, was just like because you, you see on? you see Han Solo says in episode 7 that's not how the force works and I think everyone in the cinema was thinking that's not how the force works yeah I, don't I mean think it can it work I don't like that let's be honest like but really what, surely what she would have had to do would be to pull the whole ship towards her and I'm not being funny, when you're out in the vacuum of space, I don't think any Jedi's, other than maybe like Sidious and Vader and Luke, would be that powerful to do that. Especially considering she's not really had much Force training. No, I mean, obviously, spoiler for the next one, we get a flashback of her training. Yeah. But it's not a lot. It's like no. three seconds. Like, we don't know how long that lasted for. We don't know how long she was doing it. Like, if she started late, Luke yeah. was away for decades, well, years. Yeah, and if she'd have actually finished the training, she'd still have a bloody lightsaber with her. So obviously she's not proficient, there we go, proficient with the Force or lightsaber wielding. Just a silly scene. Yeah, silly sausage, that's what I say. That silly little sausage. Right, we're going to carry on with this absolute diamond of a film. (laughs) So, Ray and Kylo, this is the point where... The Force Dyad kicks in, isn't it? So it does. they start to feel the biggest bloody connection that you've ever felt um, in the entire world. And they can see and communicate with each other, basically. So, And Luke's doesn't really want anything to do with the Force or the Jedi at this point as well at the same time, does he? So basically, no. Luke can sort of sense that Ray's power will eventually sort of grow maybe too big. So yeah. he tries to train, decides to train her to sort of quell it. Because uh, we'll talk about it next week, or we might do maybe a miniature special. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, it might be a good face. thing to do about how what could have been. Yeah, Star Wars, what could definitely. have been. Um, Ray was meant to turn to the dark side in some cuts in the third film, wasn't she? She was in the Jewel of the Fates script. Yeah. She was going to turn to the dark side, have that cool dual-wield lightsaber um, that folds in half. And, uh, yeah, we just didn't get that. But I think he kind of senses that... We find out later on why he's a bit like, oh, yeah, I I do need to try and control this. Yeah, we do. Um, We sort of get, like, a little flash forward. I think um, that's a bit later on in the film, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, he tries to train her, doesn't he? Yeah. Is this the bit, you know, when she's she's talking to Kylo, is this the bit where he's got no shirt on? (laughs) Not yet. Is that later on? He's, he's sat there on like some sort of hospital bed looking thing and she goes to shoot him and obviously just shoots through the wall of the hut 
later on they have the weird thing where he's like, when she's like, can you put a top on? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a weird choice. Very weird choice. Anyway, Luke decides to train Ray because he thinks he can sort of control her power. Uh, so Leia now is sort of out. Now she's basically, I don't know, disabled, not disabled, <laughs> like out of combat worthiness. I don't know what yeah. word to use. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, she's injured. Let's just leave it at that. So she's injured. She's out. So we have Laura Dern coming in, playing a woman with bright pink hair <laughs> called what Vice Admiral... Mo, Mo Mothma? No, no. What? No, it's Vice Admiral Holdo. That's it. Who's Mo Mothma? Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma's the woman who's in the who's in um, she's in the original films as well. But then ah, yeah. So uh, she, so she's... this is like the uh, the woke version of uh, Mon Mothma. Yeah, Mon Wokma. That's what Mon, she's called. Mon, Mon Wokma. That's Mon Wokma. There we go. So she's basically assumed command now of the resistance over Leia. Uh, at the same time, Finn has decided to get onto an escape pod. But he's found by new character, Rose Tico. Yeah, and she got a mixed reception, didn't she? I didn't think she was that bad person. She wasn't that bad. I mean, I understand that she's a bit of a pointless character. But I don't think there's anything wrong with her acting or anything wrong with the actual character itself. I think it's quite a nice character. And it's a nice sort of counterpart to Finn at the same time. I understand that this character is a bit pointless, though. So, um, She's basically mourning um, one of the people who died as a result of... It was the person who couldn't f- get the button. The one who actually did end up detonating it. Though, yeah, that was her like, sister, it wasn't it? Yeah, and they had the little moon necklace thingy. Ah, uh, yes, they did, didn't they? Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. you, you saw her holding that when she hit the button, and then you saw Rose holding one and crying. Yes, so exactly. showed the connection. Um, and all, Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, so Rose basically sees Finn as this, I don't know, like a, a, a hero? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and yeah, then she, she... realises he's escaping and she's like, you know, my, is it her sister, I believe, isn't it? My sister yes, died. Is, yeah. My sister died trying to save us and you're just going to run away. And he's like, but I'm not running away. I need to find Ray. Well, she's going to come here and she'll be dead. Sounded like Alex Jones then. It did a little bit. They're putting chemicals in the water. Very slightly. It's edging on it. Very slightly. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, But, yeah, so Alex Jones um, tells Rose that he's going to run away, doesn't he? He does, uh, but then she zaps him with a taser. (laughs) Yeah, it's set to stun. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It's set to stun. uh, But then she... And that's sort of like when she's... Obviously, you said she realised he's trying to escape. Um, Finn basically explains to her that the First Order is tracking them through hyperspeed and they can't make another hyperspace jump because it's basically going to be one too dangerous for them because the because the first order are going to be able to find them and yep. two fuel. i've never heard this in a star wars film we're out of fuel yeah got no petrol mate cost what a living crisis what do they we can't, use we can't afford 182 at the pumps <laughs> no they can't honestly these republic credits don't go very far anymore no cost a living all. crisis have you not heard <laughs> Honestly. Oh, it's just so silly. But somehow, they run out of fuel. Yeah, somehow, they run out of fuel. fuel. Uh, The First Order will find them regardless of what happens anyway now. So, Poe decides to sort of contact Maz Kanata, doesn't he? Um, Who is going to help them. And she tells them that they need to go and get a 
Code Breaker. Master Code Breaker. Yeah, Master from Code Breaker from a place, yes, like you just said, from Canto Byte that can help them and he's basically going to be able to hack into the Imperial systems and basically wipe their systems of the ability to track them through hyperspace, basically. And yeah. I love the name Canto Byte. I think it's a really cool name. I remember when they was filming it and there was this rumour that, that they were going to be filming on like a casino planet and i was like oh it's really cool really cool but then it's just a stupid horse race it is pretty much isn't it they get on the um they have a little scene there don't they They get they get imprisoned for a bit and um then they find a code breaker not the master code breaker but they find a a code code breaker breaker, which we will get to in a moment there is a scene before that so okay. before that, we have Ray's first lesson with Luke. Ah, okay. Yeah, so she has a first proper Jedi lesson with Luke, and basically he's trying to show her how to sort of feel the reach force. out and feel yeah, the force. Re- and she literally reaches. He says, doesn't he? Reach out, and she. Li- I love this scene. She literally reaches out. Again, it's a bit goofy. Yeah. She has a hand out, and he's ticking it with. He kind of rolls his eyes and starts ticking it with some sort of reed. He's like, do you feel that? And she's like, I do. And he's like, that's the force. And she's it's... like, oh, I feel it. I've never felt it. And then just whips her hand. like. And she's like, oh, you meant reach out with my feelings. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's weird. Like, this film is very, very weird. The writing of Luke Skywalker as a kooky old man. I think they tried to do the parallel of making him as mad as Yoda, but it yeah, doesn't work. I also think that they tried to get him to just be Mark Hamill, but grumpy. Yeah, I think that as well. Especially when he's drinking that weird blue milk from that. Yeah, um, it's very Mark Hamill. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's just a bit, I don't know, I just don't think that character works in this. And I'll speak, speak about it just after this bit about some of those things that he said. But anyway, um, so she basically sees a vision, doesn't she, of herself being pulled towards this, basically this dark pit. Yes. And Luke... Um, tries to break her out of it um but the pit sort of like spits out a load of water doesn't it but then race um snaps out of this vision um and luke basically says that he saw the dark side within her and she's just seen the dark side and he's like you you went straight to it you saw the dark side and you didn't even turn away or something doesn't he yeah like she's attracted to it as well as having it within her and it's that's what i mean why the hell is that in there and she doesn't go to the dark side yeah, they obviously were considering it going there. Then, so this is what I mean. There were so many ideas clearly with this trilogy, but they kept changing the writer, and it just was not consistent. No, not at all. So he tells her, doesn't he, that he's basically seen something like it before, and it didn't mm. scare him, but it does now. So obviously, he's on about um, Kylo Ren. Yes, he is. He's talking about his uh, his dear nephew. Yes, he is. So, is this where we have the flashback of him? lighting the lightsaber to try and kill him. Yeah, I think he explains what happened. He said, oh, I've... Because um, I think when you talking about Dark Did he say something like, I've only seen this in one other person before? Yeah, like, that, he does. That kind of... Yeah. So, ba- so basically, there's a big flashback scene of when Luke's actually got his actual little Jedi school and he's got his little Jedi running around. And Kylo Ren's there, or before that, he's known as Ben Kenobi. They are Ben Kenobos. And that's not his full name. Ben and- no, Ben Kenobo. And <laughs> he sees the dark side in him. And for this is what I mean. The writing of Luke in this film is weird. And for some reason, Luke just goes, yeah, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
What's all that about? Yeah, I mean, we obviously find out later on that isn't actually what happened, didn't we? But at that time, it's like... It's weird. Uh, but it's yeah, Luke didn't scene. try to talk to him about it. Well, Luke obviously went there with that intention, wasn't it? That like, I need to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, he did, yeah. And he had a moment of... Like, when he's supposed to be one of the most controlled and balanced Force users in the galaxy. And he's like, mm, I had a bad dream. Time to lose your legs, like like my dad. It's so stupid, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, like me dad. Get them legs off. Anyway, <laughs> right. in the family. Well, doesn't run about the legs, but... No, definitely doesn't run about the legs. I'm just um, wary because there's still quite a lot of this film left and we're an hour in. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, we're going to we're gonna go. We're going to go to it. Uh, where we'll, the hell... We'll blitz through the rest of it. <laughs> we are going to blitz through the rest of this, actually. No, okay, so Finn, Rose and BB-8 got onto Canto Bite. I'm going to literally going to go through this bit incredibly fast. Go on, then. They get there, it's all shiny, there's loads of stuff going on, They there's this stupid stuff to do with horse racing, they get put to prison, and they find a, not the codebreaker, a codebreaker called, um, it's stupid, he's called DJ, and he's played by Benicio Del Toro, who does a good job of the character. DJ! <laughs> DJ! DJ Hero! Do you remember DJ Hero? No. Oh, it's like Guitar Hero. the DJ Hero, button on the yeah. school keyboards. DJ! DJ. <laughs> oh, no. I do remember that. But DJ Hero was a version of Guitar Hero, but it had like a Oh, no, I remember table. that. The game. I put yeah. an actual DJ called DJ Hero. No, DJ no, Hero. No, I remember the game, yeah. DJ Hero was great. Uh, so, yeah, basically that's everything that happens on Canto Bite, said in about three seconds, which just proves how pointless it is. Yeah. Just, they go there, they get a code breaker, and then they leave. And it's like, it's like an hour's worth of film content. It's stupid. It's stupidly long. So Luke mentions now that the last time he saw Kylo... Oh, no, here we go. I've written it down. So Luke now says that the last time um, he saw Kylo Ren as a student, he had attempted to kill him by collapsing the hut on him. Here we go. So that's the bit. So basically he tries yeah, to... Yeah, because call- Kylo, Kylo told Ray. I think we've, we've had the shirtless scene where Kylo tells Ray, this is what happened. Yes. Yeah, and then that's uh, Ray confronts Luke about it. Did you did you try to kill him? Because she swings at him, doesn't she, with a lightsaber? Yes. She, they have a little battle almost, and he just picks up a stick and he's just batting her away like it's nothing. But then he falls over, uses the force to stop himself hitting the ground, and then she's like stood over him with a lightsaber. And you're thinking, oh god, yeah, she has got the anger in her, hasn't she? Yes. Honestly, mm. it's um. The more we talk about this film and the more confused I'm getting even with my notes, the <laughs> more I'm disliking this film. Um, so, yeah, so Luke's basically mentioned all that. Uh, now, we get we cut back to the Resistance and we're with Holdo now and she has basically put together this plan um, to evacuate the Resistance ships nearby um, to go to a place called Crate and that's where they're going to go because it's sort of a close-by planet. planet um planet not planet and it's po, just salty hoff it is basically salty hoff with red underneath it's red hoff it's red hoff <laughs> so poe is like this is wrong it's not great and he tries to do a mutiny doesn't he uh, does. there's no no pirate planks in this one unfortunately no there's before <laughs> there's definitely not so before his basically plan of mutiny can go into effect leia wakes up and she basically she knock him out or incapacitate? She sets to stun. Yeah, that's yeah. She she's uses like, a stun bang, him. set it to stun. So basically, she's knocked out. He's set to stun, um, and Leia is like, "Yep, let's go to crate, baby." I'm just <laughs> rattling through this now, by the way, just so we can actually get through it at a decent time. Yeah, I'm, that's cause, fine. Cause, you go ahead. <laughs> no, that's fine because um, 
the people listening, I don't want you listening for like an hour and a half. I want us to get through this film and so we can have a nice little chat about it at the end. So at this point, Ray, I think she confronts Luke, doesn't she now? This is the yeah. point where she confronts him. Um, and this is where they have like a little fight. Um, and then we get Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, because Luke goes to burn the sacred Jedi text. This is the bit. So yes, yeah, so and then Yoda just decides to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So Luke's like, them have you? <laughs> Luke's like, nobody should be a Jedi anymore. This is why it's called. This is why it's meant to be called the Last Jedi because the Last Jedi, who's technically been trained, is Ray. Like, yeah, Ray's technically the Last Jedi. Obviously, this is up for speculation. That some people say it's Luke. Some people say it's Kylo. But you know, it's probably is Ray because yeah. she's the last officially trained Jedi. So, this happens. Luke's like, "That's it. There can be no more Jedi. This is a, this is it. It's all bloody done." So he goes up to this big tree, and there's a few. There's like four books, which for the entire time that the Jedi have been around, I'd expect more than that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe they were the only ones that survived the purge. Who knows? Maybe who knows? But I'm assuming he should have remembered some bits of it that he'd been taught. Yeah, uh, and the Force ghosts could have probably told him. <laughs> anyway, we get. A very, very, very familiar face we get. And I was, you know what? I actually really appreciated this. We got Puppet Yoda. Yeah, I loved it. How, a how it looked. It wasn't just the CGI version we got in the prequels. It was it was a puppet that looked like the Yoda from the old films. Which is great. And it was actually voiced by the one and only Frank Oz. Oz. Frank Oz, the legend himself. He's back. He's actually and back. I, I just love how he, try, he tries to talk. He kind of says to Luke, like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> Luke's like, it's time for the Jedi to end. And then he can't do it. And he, he, he does set fire to the tree. He doesn't know. He doesn't set fire to the tree. He's kind of stood there where the books are held. And then Yoda just uses the Force to set it on fire with the lightning. And I <laughs> and and honestly, sat there giggling. <laughs> yeah, he, he sets it on fire. He's like, <laughs> arsonist am I? That's what he's like. That's what he's and like. then Luke's there like, the sacred Jedi tags, which I've said about five times. And then Yoda's just like, Mm, read them have you <laughs> oh honestly yeah he's like, mm, have you read them it's so good that was that edged on a bit of cookie monster that did yeah, that was good <laughs> it, it is frank oz yeah it so, is basically the same voice so anyway the all that's burning down finn rose and dj hero make it basically to the first order ship but they're captured by brian of tarth and all of the people who when are with her um, and then dj hero turns out that um, he's basically been helping them the entire time, and he's a bad guy. Yeah, was, was it the case that he was doing it the entire time, or was it more a case that they got captured and he struck a deal, basically? I think basically, but I think he's just a bad dude, isn't he? Yeah, he just he's after money, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. But just at the same crook. time as this, Ray has somehow also arrived on the same ship, and she's taken prisoner by Kylo Ren. Somehow. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> she goes there, doesn't she? Because she leaves Luke and goes there. Yes. Um, and then they have that, the infamous throne, throne room scene, isn't it? They do, yeah. So this is this is the bit. Now, disclaimer, I've still got so many notes left, and I don't even know how. Um, this film is way too long. I'm going to keep yeah. saying that. And I've been seeing the, last, the first and second Lord of the Rings at the cinema over the last couple of weeks, and they've been an absolute breeze to watch. Mm. They haven't felt like nearly three hours long. Yeah. This did. Long. And I watched film. it in 20-minute chunks. It felt like it took a year. <laughs> To watch this film. So Kylo brings Rey in front of Snoke into this big... I don't know if he could get a room as red as this. 
No, it's it's just red everywhere. Even the people in it are red. Yeah, <laughs> even the people are in the it. The lightsaber like, is yeah. red. Yeah, the lightsaber's red. The armor's red. It's this is this is the best scene of the film. Yeah, there's some really cool little moments, isn't there? Um I love how we have all this training with Ray, and we're sort of seen to see her as being this powerful force user while she's on a chew. Um, and then <laughs> Snoke just like bullies her about, like, meh. <laughs> yeah, it just shows like how powerful Snoke is and how weak Ray is at the time. But this is the point of the film. It's so good, this entire scene. It's so good. The whole bit where Ray's arm flies in the air and catches the lightsaber and it turns and it kills Snoke is great. I love that scene, the way that Snoke is saying to Kylo, oh, where there was um, something I now sense resolve, you know, where, and and it's, he thinks it's about Kylo realising that, yes, I need to be on on the dark side and kill Rey, but actually it's him realising, actually, yeah, I need to protect Rey and kill Snoke. Yeah, exactly. And Snoke didn't see it. He didn't see it come in, and this is a second part of the film, as the bit earlier on with the flying towards the thing and Luke throwing it over his shoulder. Where it would have been great. Why does great. Snoke yeah. die? Uh, well, he gets cut in half. But why he? does he die? Don't set somebody up as being this big foreboding yeah, oh, character yeah, 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 just to kill them. It was a bit... Stupid. It, they There was so much like speculation around him after episode 7. Who is he? Everyone was really excited to find out more about him. He's going to be this major player. And they just, you, you see him like once and he gets killed. Annoying, annoying. Yep. Anyway, what was you going to say? So, what, 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 what was going on? Well, in the scene? We have the most epic fight scene, which is great. It's really cool. Them working together, and then obviously she thinks he's fully turned to the light and is saying, "Oh, come on, there's still time to call off the attack. Do it." And he's a bit like, "No," and he he tries to. And I remember when she's like, "Ben, don't do this." I was sat in the cinema going, "Oh, don't do this." I thought this is a really great redemption arc. The way he was like, oh, I now sense resolve in you and stuff, and he kills him and then defends Ray and kills them all. I'm thinking, that's a really good redemption right there. We've had this film and a half of him debating it. It's come to a head, and he's finally taken some action. And it's like, no, nah, actually, I just, I just didn't like the guy. Yeah, I'm still, still evil. I would have liked to see that be his redemption. I would as well. It is just sort of like, <clears throat> oh, he's this. he's a really, really good guy. He's... That's it. He's a he's a Jedi once more, and he's fighting back to back with Rey. And then he goes, "Let's go and be evil together." <laughs> but that like... could have been a really good point as well. Like if if they maybe had a dialogue with Kylo Ren and Snoke, and he's like, Kylo Ren kind of shows some defiance, and this is where we find out that actually Snoke is controlled by Palpatine. Spoilers for the next next film. Spoilers and for the then, next film. Because then we've actually still got a big villain. We've got a reason for Kylo Ren to be like, "Oh God, it's him." And then we can have a good little um, team up against him. And I, I think that would have been a good way to introduce him. Do it there. Because then Snoke's out of the way. Kylo Ren's had a good redemption arc. And now we've still got a big villain worse than Snoke. And it sets up the, the rest of the film and the next film. Exactly. Like I, and Film ends there. <laughs> and the, yeah, honestly, this would be a really nice end for the film. Because it leaves you on the cliffhanger of the Resistance going to Crate as well. Yeah, Luke is not literally hanging on a cliff at the end of the film either. They go back to Achoo and they both train under him and complete their training under him. Luke then doesn't have the whole, I failed. He has a, oh, it's okay. I can save another person. I would have loved that. I would have also loved that as well. And the next film could have been Rey and Luke trying to take down the Knights of Ren to get to 
uh, Snoke to kill him. That would have been a good film. Anyway, and it could have ended. Sorry, and it could have all ended with Luke and Rey and Kylo opening up the new Jedi Academy, and the First Order's dead, or the Third yep. Order, like I said last week. And it's all good. Anyway, we're going to carry on because it's already one hour ten. Yeah, well, you and this is a bloody it. long episode. Here we go. So that all happens. The big fight. Kylo and everyone has a big fight with all the red guards. Snoke's dead. The resistance fighters basically end up making their way to crate, and everybody ends up there sort of at at the same time, don't they? They all yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so they all end up there. You know what? For some reason, I haven't written down how Finn gets there. Um. Oh wait, here we go. No, I've got it. Escape. The wait, I've got it here. So, how do they wait? Doesn't BB-8 save them? <gasps> doesn't BB-8 come in on that yes. big walker thing? Yes, yes, dies. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Yes. So there's, there's a, basically a big explosion and all this stuff happening on the ship, isn't there? Yeah, yes, it's so BB-8. B- <laughs> yes, BB-8 escapes and he commands this. It's like a, a miniature attack, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's like it a is. miniature attack. And he basically saves them, and this is where Phasma dies. Yep. It's stupid. She falls into that big pit. Because it's like one of the most wasted characters in anything. Yeah, again. Phasma wasted. Again. And she says, she calls him like rebel scum before she dies or something, doesn't she? She she says, oh, you're a rebel. And he looks at her and goes, rebel scum. Yeah, that's it. No, she calls him scum. She goes, you always were scum, because her helmet's cracked and she's looking at him. And he goes... I'm rebel scum. And then she just falls into the lava pit. <laughs> that have been like a really good bit for like a guitar riff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> rebel scum. Wow, that's yeah. a guitar if you didn't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they all escape and then they all end up on Crate, the big red sand planet. And all of the First Order basically know that they're there. They all basically clamber in to this place and they're trapped they're basically cornered and they don't think there's any other way out and all of the first order land and they've got these like new attacks but they're like gorillas yeah <laughs> they've like got chunky gor- ones yeah they've got like big chunky gorilla hands and it's really strange um they're huge though they're absolutely gigantic and they're about to sort of basically penetrate the the base on crate but then Kylo Ren comes out, doesn't he? They have a scene where the rebels try and take out the big laser, or the resistance trying to take out the big laser cannon. That's Honestly, this is thing, what I mean. It? This film and Finn is just so flies confusing. In it, but then Rose saves him from it by like he's about to drive into it, but then Rose like t-bones him and stops him hitting it. But then that's the thing it. does somehow still blow up. Um, does he go flying from the? ship and i can't remember i think but so then so, they yeah. all go they all go back inside they realize yeah. they're trapped they're following the little silver foxes and oh god yeah they the get to f- a dead end but then uh luke comes back doesn't he yeah yeah so it is, he's yes, like let me go distract him for you yeah so finn tries to be the hero like you just said doesn't he and tries mm. to take out that big laser but rose saves him and then they are all they're all like what are we gonna do and then does luke appear within the cave yeah, he appears within the cave, and he comes and talks to Leia, and then he says, I need to go confront him, and yeah. he goes out to confront Kylo Ren, 
And then they think, oh, well, if he got in, there must be a back entrance. And they see the little silver fox things, don't they? And they're like, oh, well, they went somewhere. They're all That's gone it. now. So they go to find them. And then Luke walks out, doesn't he, into the middle of the open. And we get Kylo Ren, I want every gun we have to fire on that man. And then we get the, the memes in the more, more, Yeah, it's like more. constant. It's so <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, and then when it's done, Luke's just stood there. <laughs> now, this is a bit like, this is the bit of the film which did trick me because I did think he was there. Yeah, me too. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, Luke's there! He's gonna have a fight with Kylo Ren." Yeah. So basically, like you said, all these big gorilla ATATs start firing at him over and over again, and it is actually quite funny when he brushes the dust off his shoulder. It is actually quite mm. funny. It's it's. I did actually laugh at that. I thought that was quite a nice touch. I thought that was actually okay, even though it was a bit stupid. And it keeps going, and then Kylo's like, "Well." If the bullets ain't going to do you, this lightsaber will. And he lights it up and he runs at him and he strikes him and nothing happens. And he's like, he's like, how did I miss? And then they start having this sort of little tussle and Luke's like dodging every single lightsaber swipe. And then it's all revealed that he's actually a force projection across the galaxy. Yeah, from the outer rim straight to crate. Um... Which... Um, while I think it's quite poetic that he sacrifices himself, because this is the point, so because Luke uses so much force energy, Luke actually dies at this point. Yeah, but there was there was a big telltale sign that he was fake. Oh yeah, because he looks like 50 years younger. Not just that, he's using Anakin's lightsaber. Oh, is he? Oh, he's using the that. blue lightsaber, Anakin's lightsaber, oh, his lightsaber, God, he is, which he? Kylo Ren and Rey destroyed in the throne room. They split in half, yeah, didn't it, and exploded. Yes, didn't even notice that, you know. Yeah, so that's a telltale sign that he weren't actually there, which no one noticed. No one ah. noticed. Maybe it was a, a filming error. Maybe it was a clever sort of way to, for eagle-eyed people to spot he wasn't there. But yeah, he he dies, doesn't he, from all the force energy? And I think uh, is this the point where they get to a dead end in the cave and they think they're they're done for? But Ray sees and goes, ah, moving rocks, and just moves all the rocks out of the way. Yeah, which is a bit stupid and as well. The, but you know, the movie ends, doesn't it, with Luke dying on the cliff. With the sun coming up, and yeah. Ray and Leia both look at each other because they've both sensed it. Yeah, and they both know that he's died, and then mm. it it just ends, doesn't it? And we yeah, do. I think much. it is quite nice. We do get the words at the end. It says, "In loving memory of our princess Carrie Fisher," which is mm. which is really nice. Yeah. But, um, what a film to be remembered by. <laughs> Well, she's in the next one, isn't she? But she's in the next one. Not a lot. Not a lot. But she's in the next one. Um, I think overall, I can still safely say, after actually reading that, even though at the beginning of this I did say I think it was better than it was. Having talked about it, I'm like, having, it's pretty dreadful. Having talked about <laughs> it, even just reading through the synopsis that I wrote down as I was watching it, it doesn't sound good. No, it, it sounds so disjointed and just honestly, Ryan Johnson, keep making films forever because you're a really good filmmaker. But just don't make a, Star Wars, don't man. don't do another Star Wars. Stick to your yeah. thrillers, your mysteries. Um, Looper's quite good actually. Do another Looper. Do Looper Two, the Loopening. <laughs> That's what I want. The Loopening. Have you watched the Looper? No. I've just said the Looper. It's just called Looper. Looper's great. It's um it's got Bruce Willis and um what's he called? Oh, he was in loads of stuff in like the he's in Inception. Joseph Gordon Levitt. 
Oh, yeah. And yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a younger version of Bruce Willis. Basically, in the future, we've invented time travel. But it's only accessed by a few people. And they use time travel to send people back into the past to kill them. Oh, so interesting. The pe- yeah, so the people who are like loopers um, wait somewhere in a random location where they're told to. And then someone just appears in front of them. There's like a bag on their head. And they kill them. And they've been sent from the future. And so right. the, the the not the, it's not a twist because it's in all the trailers and everything. An older version of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's played by Bruce Willis, is sent back, and Bruce Willis takes off the thing from his head, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, "That's me from the future," and he doesn't shoot him, and then he has to chase him and try and kill the future version of himself. Mental. It's really good. Like it's a great film. That's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, that. I like that concept. Good film. Anyway, Last Jedi. What are we giving it? Um, if you haven't watched us before, watch all the other episodes. It's much appreciated. <laughs> um, the We do a rating system of basically 0 to 5. 0 being the cleanest, the glass, the glassiest glass you've ever, you've ever had. And a 5 is sort of the roughest beach you can think of. And this is all from episode 2 of Star Wars where Anakin says his famous lines about hating the sand on Tatooine. So, Jamie, what number of coarseness of sand are you giving it? 3.5. Ooh, 3.5. That is the lowest yet. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people may, probably would have expected us to do the lowest yet as um, maybe the Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. But you know what? They're better than this. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think I definitely think so. Better than this one. So, 3.5. That's yeah, quite low, Jamie. It? Quite low. Um, you know what? I'm giving it a four. Even even worse than even, a three. Even worse. I don't think it's worthy of a absolute stinker of a five because there are a few scenes where I'm like, oh, that was good, like the throne room scene. But then, like, visually, how it's made, like, the mm. actual acting of the characters, it's great. It's just the writing is awful. Awfully written film. It's not a Star Wars film at all. No, it's not fantastic. It's not got that feel. It's not got that. When you watch a Star Wars film, you should feel, don't know, like inspired. Like yeah, and it's just a bit like this. Yeah. Is a, the, the movie's a bit depressing. It isn't. Star Wars shouldn't be depressing. It should be fun and joyous and you know colorful and where are the even when bad things bears? are happening. Yeah, where are the dancing bears? <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> That's my Star Wars. I'm I'm just waiting for I you know I'm surprised that Disney haven't started pumping out some Ewok stuff already. Yeah, you just thought they'd maybe have a whole Ewok se- like animated series for the kids or something. But there already is an Ewok animated series from like the eighties. Oh, there we go. And that is on Disney Plus, I think. But I mean like they haven't been in anything. Like that's a that's a prime seller for the toys. Yeah, definitely. They could have made an appearance in the sequels. Like, or even Wackity Walk in The Mandalorian. Yeah, maybe they'll come up in the next series. I mean, I understand that The Mandalorian's about bounty hunters, and I just said whack an Ewok. But I don't mean <laughs> kill an Ewok. <laughs> I mean, put an Ewok in The Instead Mandalorian. Instead of whack-a-mole, we're playing whack an Ewok. <laughs> yeah, we are playing whack an Ewok. I was watching a video the other day. I forgot what YouTube channel it is, but he does Star Wars content. And... He did a video about a... I'm going to try and find it now just while I'm, at the same time as talking. He did a video, and it was about an Ewok that became a Jedi. 
okay. it's the only Ewok to ever become a Jedi. I'm just going to very quickly try and find this page. Now, it's called Star Force One. Ah, right, That's yeah. the YouTube channel, Star Force One. So shout out to Star Force One. He does Star Wars videos just all the time, and he usually releases one... And probably a couple of weeks, and they're not very long. They're only about two or three minutes long, and they're just sort of like a little bit of lore from Star Wars universe. And if I'm just scrolling down, yeah. So the only Jedi Ewok. It's only a 42 second video, but it's just um, like a little tiny lore video about the only Jedi Ewok. Oh, it's a really good, good yeah. yeah, really really good channel. Um, it's not not incredibly well. I mean, to be fair, it's relatively big. It's got 258,000 subscribers. Um, so yeah, if you want a big Star Wars fix and to learn some lore, have a look at Star Force One on YouTube. It's a great channel. Yeah. So anyway, check it out. Um, that's the first bad film we've watched. Yes, it is the first one that we've said actually. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we haven't it's... said go watch it. Go watch. It. I mean, if you watch Star Wars, do watch it. Just just watch it anyway because it's it's part of the story, but not the most exciting thing, unfortunately. Yeah. Don't expect to be enthralled. No. However, the next one might be alright. I actually went to see the next one twice. I went to see yeah. it with a bunch of my mates and then I went to see it with Rachel as well. It's a bit more exciting the next one. It doesn't... I mean, I think my main gripe with the next one is that it doesn't really make sense as to how a lot of it happens just somehow. Yeah, um, some of it will so... happen just somehow. Yeah, I think the only thing that's wrong with the next one is that they just stuck Palpatine in it. Yeah. It should have just been them chasing down Kylo Ren. But, you know, it's fine. Visually incredible, the next one, anyway. Uh, that's it. We've come to the end. Um, on Spotify, remember, you can give us a rating. So give us however many stars you think this is. And obviously on iTunes, you can leave that little review. Any review helps us on the channel. That is the first time I've actually said about reviews um, because I just completely forgot about them until this point. <laughs> so please give us a little review on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you get your podcasts. We could potentially be doing some youtube stuff in the future. I might be doing some reviews of some films that I go and see at the cinema. We don't know. We're still thinking about stuff that we can do with this, but we enjoy it, don't we? We love it. We do, yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to sit and geek out about things. It is, because we don't really get to sort of like full-on geek out about something specific for like nearly an hour and a half every week. So <laughs> it's nice to sort of just, you know, do it, get a beer, one of your mates, and just have a little chat. And it's nice to have the audience join us as well for that. Yeah. It really is. So the music is playing right now. Next week is, I can't believe I'm saying it, the conclusion to the Star Wars saga. Uh, it's been a while. It's including a months. including Obi-Wan the series. Yeah, and there were, we did five episodes of that because we covered one and two in one episode. So we've done, we've done so far, we've done 13 episodes about Star Wars. Now we've the 14. It's been going for over three months we've been doing. Good Lord. So that's it. Anyway, we will see you next week. And to quote one of the... Um, German officers on <laughs> this is weird um, on Medal of Honor Frontline Gotten Heaven <laughs> <laughs> Bye Bye <laughs>